Michael Max, the host of Geological. This is one of the podcast member episodes, and I wanted to share a few minutes with you as it captures the spirit and the essence of this conversation. I hope you enjoy this bit of essential chi, and if you'd like to listen to the complete conversation along with the other 250 plus episodes we have, then visit the website and sign up for a monthly or annual membership. Competence hierarchy is about authentically rising to the top because you have something of value to contribute. There is a kind of power in that. This is not power over. We were talking earlier in the conversation about like a tug of war. And then you were talking about your pals. We got this tarp. We want to get rid of the damn thing. And you all pulled together get it off the beach and over to a resource who could take it to the dump. Which now sounds really corny. <laughs> I have to admit, it's like, oh, you know, such a stereotypical thing. Well, I'm going to leave the judgment out of it here. I'm just recognizing what you did and using it as an example. There are forms of power that are rightly earned and deserved. Now, what you do with that power is another story. And being humans, many of us could go to our head or we kind of like the feeling or I can get further in life or I could get to this or that or, you know, whatever. That said, there is a kind of power. I'm going to use the word righteous here. I I don't mean righteous like, you know, pick up a sword and, and go to war righteous, but righteous in that it's authentic. Let's come back and talk about Polestar for just a second. Righteous is a really important word that we have to make peace with. I think you're absolutely right to bring that word. And that's easy. And let's face it. I'm going to come back to the yin piece. Yeah. And then I want to talk about the Polestar, the transformative power of yin. If you suggest that yin doesn't have power, two things happen. Number one, you're lying. If you can't see the power that's there, then you're blind or you're lying or you're leaving out something vital and useful. Mm -hmm. There is power at the end. Mm -hmm. And does that arise from power over? Does that arise through genuine duh, genuine virtue, genuine authority? That's a different kind of power right? That's the power of the emperor or empress or the sovereign. Let's call it the sovereign. Sitting in the middle, pole star goes around the sovereign. When I think of that image, I think of gravity. Sovereign has gravity. Somebody with Mm -hmm. like deep authority and authenticity and power, those folks have gravity, man. They walk in the room. Gravity. Feels different. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great word. Okay. So transformative power of in, there's a certain gravity in that. We're fools to ignore it. And if you have the opportunity to use it for good, don't waste it. When you're just talking, gravity is a good word. In our conversations, I'm always like trying to translate it back into Chinese because in mm. a way it's easier to talk about it in Chinese. Okay. So in Chinese, how does it sound? It's a 
Well, the doesn't, I mean, I'm talking in classical Chinese philosophical terms. Because mm. my modern Chinese is, I'm not going to make a fool of myself here. It's been too long. But the term de is what we would translate power with when we're talking about the Shang dynasty or the Zhou dynasty. And de has so many different dimensions beyond power. But it all, the power is interwoven with it. Absolutely. So we are kind of stuck. And I think that's my frustration these days is I'm trying to open people's eyes to a different way of being in the world based on my understanding of what the classical, the ideals in the classical philosophy and medical texts and poetry. I'm trying to open people's eyes to that world. And at the same time, if I do it in English, I'm always using English words. And what does power mean? What does hierarchy mean? We think of power as power over. We think of it as dominance. We think of it as whether, like even in education, when I think about graduate school, the way my professors taught, when you think about policing, when you think about cooking school, that whole paradigm, which is shifting in a lot of areas where how do you teach? Education is kind of my thing. I've thought a lot about education. Well, I hear you talking about power, and I get it. I have struggled against it my whole life. Yeah. Thinking about authority, I get it. I've struggled against it my whole life. And now I'm in a place in my career, in my life, having lived long enough, I'm an authority in certain areas. It gives me a certain kind of power. All of us that do medicine have to come to terms with power because whether we like it or not, our patients see us in a position of power. Absolutely. And what we do with that is really important. And one of the things that we should not do with it is abdicate it. Absolutely. And I think the same is true for me. And I'm not comfortable. And it's taken me decades to step into this. Mm. I am the expert. This is what I do. This is I've developed this approach to doing something, to teaching classical Chinese or whatever. I've been reading classical gynecology texts for 30 years. So if somebody comes from a modern perspective and tells me, oh, I wouldn't translate the Jubing Yuan Holun like that. I'm like, who are you to question me on this? You know, it's like, excuse me? <laughs> so, well, and again, are we talking old Chinese? Are we talking modern Chinese? There's that to be made. But yes, again, there are places where we have something to say. There are places where we have learned a thing or two. Yeah. Usually by less painfully gained. Yeah. And we owe it to the profession. We owe it to our Ming mm. to step into that. And part of that is age. When I turned 50, it was like, I'm an old lady and you're not going to mess with me anymore. Good for you. I don't really care. <laughs> I like being an old lady. 50 is, is truly a transformative experience. It can be. That's a really interesting one. I've, I've met people, 50 kind of breaks them because they're no longer young and, and they're still holding on to it. And then I've met people where 50, it breaks them. They're no longer young. And there's a whole bunch of stuff where you can just go, you know what? That ain't me anyway. And you let it go. And, oh my goodness. Now you've got a lighter load to, to carry. You can do a lot. 
And then our dear friend Lillian, you know what she says about after 60. What'd she tell you? This is what she told me. These are some of the wisest words I have ever heard. And I miss her. So I'm glad we could bring her up for just a moment. There is plenty more to this conversation. And as a member of the Geological website, you'll have access to it all. Plus, access to the entire library of over 250 conversations. Sign up to be a member and enjoy all that Geological has to offer. <laughs>